This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Good morning, Johannesburg. You may be seated. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of God. I first of all want to thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bear for giving me the opportunity to be here. Uh, it's very hot. Isn't it very hot? I brought this with love from Mauritius to you. I'm working on the beach, but I've set that in Durban and Cape Town already. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, before I start today's um, message on the children's bread, I want to remind you that I have a book that's been endorsed by Dr. Bev. So uh, it's in the bookshop. It's called The Price of Success. The Price of Success. Amen. Are you ready to get into the Word of God? Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bible to the book of Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Say with me, God is good all the time. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 11, from verse 1, Jesus is spending time praying. And when he's praying, his disciples wait for him to finish. And they come up to him and say, Lord, teach us how to pray. I want you to understand that the first thing that Jesus teaches about prayer is the revelation of relationship. He says, when you pray, say, our Father. So when we connect with God, we have to understand that we are His children and God is our Father. Say this with me. I'm a child of the living God. Say, God is my Father. So as, as, as He's finished praying now, He's teaching them about the revelation of relationship between the Father and His, and his children. I want you to notice also that they did not ask Him Lord, teach us how to turn water into wine. They didn't ask him, Lord, how to teach us how to raise the dead. They didn't ask him, Lord, teach us how to raise, uh, how, to, how to do miracles and how to uh, cast out demons. They told him, Lord, teach us how to pray. Now, in this principle of prayer, first of all, it's relationship. From verse 3, I want you to notice Luke chapter 11, verse 3. It says, when he prays, when he's teaching them to pray, he says, he says to them, when you pray, say this as well. Give us day by day our daily bread. Would you say that with me, church? Give us day by day our daily bread. This morning, I'm going to show you five bread that is yours by the grace of God. Five bread that you can ask God daily through your prayer because you and I, we've connected with God and we have a relationship with God. Your first bread that I want to take you to is in the book of Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. And that's called the bread of covenant. Remember that Jesus uh, was with his disciples. He took the bread, he blessed it, and he broke it. So I want you to notice that in the bread of covenant, when we are in covenant with God, when we're connected with God, when we, what we discover is this, that when we are connected with God through covenant, we are blessed. Because the Bible says he took the bread, he blessed it. So say this with me, I'm a child of God. And I am blessed. Look at somebody and say, I am blessed. Remember now in Luke chapter 24, he was walking on the road to Emmaus with disciples, with two of his disciples. And uh, they got into the house and he took the bread, once again, the covenant bread. He broke it and 
He blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. When he gave it to them, the Bible tells me that their eyes was open. So when we take part of the covenant bread, when we ask God, when we know our covenant right, when we know that we're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, this is something else that we'll discover, that our eyes will be open. The Bible says that when he took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and gave it to them, their eyes were open. So when we're in our covenant right, our spiritual eyes are open. We can understand fully the will of God for our lives. And the will of God for our lives is that we prosper and be healthy. And the will of God for our lives is that we be joyful. I want to take you to the second covenant, the second bread. In the book of John chapter 6, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. John chapter 6. Look at verse 34 and 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. So we can ask God for his bread of life. We can ask God for his presence. The bread of life represents the presence of Jesus. We were just singing here, family. And we, 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 we need to understand that the presence of Jesus, this bread of life, will never leave us nor forsake us. Even though the enemy puts us in a lion's den, even though we are in the fire, even though we go through the storm, people may leave us, friends may turn, turn their back on us, but the presence of Jesus will always be with us. And if his presence is with us, the Bible tells, tells me God is love. If his presence is with us, we have the love of God, and love never fails. In the presence of God, in the presence of Jesus, there is joy. Amen? So when we have that bread of life, we have the joy of God. And the Bible tells me that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? How many joyful people do we have in the house of God this morning? Amen? Some people ask me, they say, Pastor James, how come you're always joyful and you're always, you know, making jokes and so forth? Don't you have any problems and troubles? We all go through troubles and storms of life, but I know that my God is greater than any challenges that I can face. And in every challenge that I go through, He can deliver me and set me free. Hallelujah. So your second bread is the presence of Jesus. And you have to pray. You pray every day. You say, Lord, I need your presence. I remember one day, there was a young man that was coming to our church, and I went to visit him. And, um, you know, I knocked on the door, and his mom uh, let me in. And I, and I was sitting there, and his mom said to me, Pastor, he's praying. And I thought, this is good, is it? Here's a young man. I'm visiting him, and he's praying. And I can hear the songs, the songs of praise, the songs of worship. And so I'm thinking, this is good. I'm waiting for him in the living room. About 10 minutes later, he comes out. Now, he comes out like this. Ready, church? I was scared. I said to him, you okay? He says, I've just spent one hour with God. And I thought to myself, which God? Because the Bible tells me in the presence of my God, there is joy. In the presence of my God, there is peace. In the presence of my God, there is love. When you connect with God, you're connecting with love. When you connect with God, you're connecting with joy. When you connect with God, you're connecting with peace. He is the Prince of Peace. We don't need to be tormented in our mind when we can have the Prince of Peace. Amen. And one of the translations of peace is shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken when we have the presence of God in our lives. Hallelujah. Your third bread, family, that you can ask and pray for every day is this. Luke chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus is facing the attack from the enemy. He's being tempted. Um, 
He's going through challenges. He was fasting and praying, led by the Spirit. And the enemy attacks him and he says, he replies to the enemy, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Your third bread is the word of God. Now remember when I'm referring to bread, I'm not referring to baguettes. I'm not referring to sliced bread. I'm referring to the word of God. Say this with me. I live by the word of God. Say it again. I live by the word of God. So the word of God is your way of living. When you're in covenant with God, when you have the presence of Jesus, he will give you a fresh word every day. How many of you here, naturally, you enjoy fresh bread? Amen. We have, we have a, I don't know if, is it a bakery? Is that how you say it? Bakery? We have a bakery uh, not far from our house. And so when we walk there to get bread, the bread is nice and warm. And I tell you what, when you put butter on this, the butter just melts. The cheese just melts. And when you eat that with a banana, that's the Mauritian way of eating breakfast. You have, the, you have the tea, you have the bread, you have the butter, the cheese, and then you have the banana. Banana is good for you. Amen? So, uh, so when you eat that, it's so, it's so nice. But how many here has ever had stale bread? It's not so good, right? It's not good at all, actually, because I've had stale bread in my life. But God says, Jesus says, you can ox God for a fresh word, and that word gives you the strength to overcome the enemy every day. The enemy is coming against you every day, but if you have one word from God, the enemy knows that, that the word of God is your weapon, and that weapon is sharper than any two-edged sword. So when you use that weapon, the enemy cannot defeat you. You overcome the enemy by the word of God. Hallelujah. That's your third bread. Coming from that third bread is your fourth bread. In the book of Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1, it says, Wisdom has built her house. Okay? Say, say this with me. Wisdom is a builder. Now, when you talk about the word house, we're talking about your life. So wisdom will build your life. We're talking about the wisdom of God. Wisdom will build your life. The word house also means generation. The word house also means the house of God, which is the ministry. The word house also can refer to your career. So wisdom will help you build your life. Wisdom will help you, will help you build your career, your ministry. Wisdom from God will give you promotion. Wisdom from God will give you riches. All right? Now, how do I know it's the bread? How do I know it's the fourth bread? Look at verse 5. Referring to wisdom, look at verse 5. Come eat of my bread. So you can ask God every day, Lord, give me wisdom. The book of James chapter 1 verse 5. I wrote this a very long time ago. And I said in the book of James chapter 1 verse 5. I said, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to us what? freely. So every day we can ask God for wisdom. When we operate in the wisdom of God, we don't think like we used to think. We don't reason like we used to reason. We don't talk like we used to talk. We don't act like we used to act. We act on a different level. We think on a different level. In fact, when we have the wisdom of God, we think in the level of God's thoughts. We speak in the level of God's words. Amen? So when we have the wisdom of God, 
We're a different person. We, we are changed posi- positively. How many of you know that there are some changes that are negative? Let me give you an example. About seven years ago, uh, compared to now, I have changed. You understand that? Seven years ago, I was thinner. Now, I have changed now, seven years later. Seven years ago, I didn't have something hanging out here. Seven years later, I've, got, I've changed. Seven years ago, I didn't have gray hair. Some of you are thinking, oh. Now I've changed. Now, for me, the first one is not a positive change. But the second one is a positive change because my gray hair is not because of my age, it's because of wisdom. But when you have the wisdom of God, thank you for that one amen, brother. Thank you for your support. I appreciate that. That's why you're here, to support me here. (laughs) When we have the wisdom of God, we think differently, we act differently, and people see that, hey, this person is different. And it's a good difference. It's good to be different. We don't want to be like everybody. We don't want to be average. We want to be above. The Bible says we are the head and not the tail. So with the wisdom of God, we can be the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. Now I want to take you to the fifth bread, which I enjoy very much. But before I take you there, I want to give you an illustration. And I have proof today in the house. Pastor Rodney and Pastor Dolores, they not only introduced me to this church, but they were so good one day. I'm talking about seven, eight years ago. They took me to the gym. Do you remember you took me to the gym? And when they took me to the gym, it was in a hotel. I signed up to be a member. And to be a member, part of your privilege to be in that gym, at that time, you know, you, 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 they show you the gym. There's a treadmill there. Have you seen a treadmill in the gym? How many of you know that by just looking at a treadmill, you won't lose weight? <laughs> I tried it. doesn't happen. They've got the bicycle there. They've got all the machines there to, you know, produce muscles. And you can tell I haven't been using the muscles. And so they've got all this there. But what interested me was what they said next. They said, and part of your membership, you have the right to use the sauna. Part of your membership, you have the right to use the steam bath. And part of your membership, you remember, you have the right to go swimming in the pool. And that was music to my ears. The equipment didn't attract me at all. But the sauna did. I remember I would go there and I would go to the sauna. I would sit there with the sauna. And how many of you enjoy sitting down in a sauna? Let me tell you what. If you come to the beach in Mauritius, it's like a sauna. And so I was sitting there enjoying it and you know you put the water on and, and and the steam comes up and then you go after that you go for a shower and then you go straight to the swimming pool and how many of you know that in the swimming pool not a lot of people i don't know about you but Mauritian people we've got beaches we've got swimming pool but when Mauritian people go to the beach or the swimming pool we don't swim we just sit there that's true the the you guys come out and you go swim uh the tourist comes out and they go swim Mauritian goes out to the beach and sits in the, in the water. And so what I want to say to you now is the fifth bread is found in Mark chapter 7. And until you learn to understand this bread, it will not be beneficial for you. In Mark chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus went out 
into the borders of Tyre, uh, you know, that's a very interesting border. Because if you look at the book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, you will find out that Lucifer, referring to that spirit that was in the garden, was based at one point in Tyre. And that spirit was over Tyre. Okay? And then the Bible says, if you can have it on the screen, please, verse 24, Tyre and Sidon, and then turn into a house, would have no man knew it, know it, but he, he could not, he could not be hid. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him. Now, this woman was going for a house problem. There was, a, there was something on her daughter. I don't know if it's from generation to generation. I don't know if it's just, you know, uh, someone did witchcraft on her. I, but I have to tell you this, though, that this woman was Greek. And as a Greek, she worshipped or she used to worship. The Greek worshipped a lot of unclean things. And because they worship unclean things, they, she had on her daughter an unclean spirit. Listen carefully now. The woman, the Bible tells me, was a Syrophoenician, meaning that she had, she had a mixed race, as, as, as we could put it. Syro means she's from Syria. Phoenician means she's from Phoenicia. How many of you know here that there was a woman in the Bible who was from Phoenicia? Anybody know who, what her name is? Her name is Jezebel. Now, nobody wants to be friends with Jezebel. Jezebel, uh, you know, she, she, she brought from Phoenicia to Samaria and Israel. She brought false god, idol worship, Baal, and all these things. And everything that you worship, you become like the thing that you worship. God is love. You worship God, you're full of the love of God. I don't want to be derogatory to any religion or to anything, but in Mauritius, I'm talking about Mauritius now. When you go, you see some, some of these idols, I get scared. And I'm 25 years old. When I see those idols, I get scared. You know? And, but, but you become like the God you worship. And she's, she's going through some tough times here, but the Bible tells me that even though she was, a, she was worshiping unclean things, even though that she was under the, the, the uh, 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 spirit over that territory that in the past, ruled and reigned with, with false prophets and, and false gods, she heard of Jesus. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So she operated in faith. She stepped out in faith. And the next thing that the Bible tells me about this woman is not only did she hear of him, verse 25, she came and fell at his feet. Now that shows worship. So she renounced all these false God worshipping. She renounced all these evil things and she came and worshipped at the feet of Jesus. She, she had two things, faith and worship. Now listen to what happened. She besought him Verse 26, that he would cast forth the devil out of her daughter. Look at the answer of Jesus. But Jesus said unto her, let the children first be filled. Remember now that we are children of God. And look what he says. For it is not meet to take the children's bread and to give it to dogs. I'm glad that woman was Syrophoenician and not a Mauritian. Because if she would have said that to a Mauritian woman, Jesus would have got insulted. She would have said that to a Nigerian, she would have kissed her teeth. And, oh, don't. Right? 
But this Syrophoenician woman was different. What did she do? She says, yes, Lord. Verse 28, yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumb. Wow. If you look at this passage in the book of Matthew, the Bible said, Jesus said, wow, you have great faith. It really say this, I, I am the just. I'm a child of God, justified by the blood, and I walk by faith. Now listen to me very carefully, church, as a family, as we connect together, you have to hear this. We hear the word, we believe the word, we speak the word, and we must also act on the word. Say that with me. I hear the word, I believe the word, I speak the word, and I act on the word. When I went to the gym, I looked at the treadmill, I believe it can do something for me. Because they told me, I heard it. I heard if you go on a treadmill for at least 20 minutes, I thought it was 20 seconds. If you go on that treadmill for 20 minutes daily and you exercise and you apply what I'm telling you, you will lose weight. I heard lose weight. I never wanted to apply to lose weight. You understand what I'm saying? Because a lot of us, we hear of prosperity, we hear of deliverance, we hear of healing, we hear of blessing, and it sounds good to our ears, but we have to apply the word in order to receive it. Okay, now watch this. Uh, so she said, yet the dogs eat the crumbs. Jesus says, for this saying, go your way, the devil is gone out of your order. I enjoy this very much because here's my point, church. The children's bread, your fifth bread, is healing, deliverance, and miracles. Say that with me. Healing, deliverance, and miracles. That's my daily bread. That's not my Sunday bread. That's my daily bread. Amen. And I can be healed every day. I can be healthy every day. I can be delivered every day. God did not make me born again to suffer again. God did not make me born again to be tormented again. Amen. And so this woman says, yet the dogs eat the crumbs. And here's my point. If the crumbs can get her daughter delivered, how much more the bread of life that we are able to enter and sit at the table today as a child of the living God, how much more deliverance can we get? Amen. That's our daily bread. And that's the bread that we need. So your first bread, once again, is your covenant right. And for your covenant right in that bread... You receive the blessing of God. Let me remind you, when God says you're blessed, no devil, no people, no Mauritian, no British, no English, no whatever. If God says you're blessed, you are blessed. Amen. Amen? Whatever God blesses, no man can curse. Say, I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Look at somebody and say, I've discovered I am blessed. Now, if you're blessed, you should be smiling. I am blessed. Amen. Your second bread is, your, is the presence of Jesus. You can have this every day. I know there are some people who don't want to hang about with me every day. But Jesus wants to hang out with me every day. I'm learning the new lingos with the young people. Jesus wants to hang out with me every day. Wherever I go, I am the carrier of the presence of God. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, in, 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 in the olden days, how many of you remember this? That when you go into a, a shop or a shopping mall, you know, you, you have to push the door. 
And sometimes the door was heavy. Yeah? But now when you go into a shopping mall, have you ever seen this? You know, you just step and the door opens. Well, when you have the presence of Jesus, when you walk every door of prosperity, every door of blessing, every door of joy, every door just opens automatically for you. Amen? Praise God. Your third is the Word of God. We live by the Word of God. The Word of God sustains us. The Word of God provides for us. The Word of God is our weapon. It's a weapon to defeat the enemy. I saw a movie once. Um, you know, I don't remember if it's a Rambo or whatever, one of those movies. Anybody remember Rambo? And uh, they were training this soldier. And uh, they put a bed over his eyes. They blindfolded him. And they gave him his weapon. And even in the dark, he, ha he, knew he had to know how to, you know, uh, dismantle and remake his weapon again. Why? Because when you're in the dark, that weapon stands before your life or death. And you have to understand something. Even though we walk through the shadow of the valley of death, we fear no evil. Why? Because God is with us. His word will never fail. The presence and the word, they are one. The fourth bread is the wisdom of God. Wisdom builds your house, builds your life. And the fifth bread is healing. The fifth bread is miracles. How many of you know that we serve a God of miracles? Amen. We serve a God of miracles. I, I've seen miracles in my life. I've seen when people say you can't, God says you can. And God reversed every curse that people put. And God reversed everything that people said. And God says, I will show you that I'm a God of miracles. Amen. Now say this with me. I, I, I can, as a child of God, live in the miraculous. Amen. Deliverance means that you don't need to suffer in bondage again. Amen. That means that, you know, the, uh, the devil cannot tie you with a chain. Every chain in your family from generation to generation, every evil spirit, every tormenting spirit, every unclean spirit, you and I, we can be free from every evil spirit every day. And God don't want you to suffer in your body as well. That's why healing belongs to us. Now say this to me, as a child of God, healing belongs to me. Say it again, as a child of God, healing belongs to me. Now, there's two types of healing. There's physical healing, okay, and there is emotional healing. The Bible tells me in the book of Luke chapter 4, 16, 17, 18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to, he has sent me to heal the, he has sent me to preach the gospel, and he has sent me to heal the broken heart. So that's your bread. And Jesus gave you a right to ask for that bread. Ain't you happy, church, that God has not left us alone? We can have those type of bread every day in our lives. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.